The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. I want to talk now about this uh, uniform survey. We mentioned it a little bit earlier in the show in our afternoon update. A suggestion uh, that uniforms are preventing girls from joining in with activities in primary school. Uh, joining me to discuss, uh, Paula Juliet, who's the principal of Thornley Educate Together Primary School in Swords, and Jen Hogan, columnist with the Irish Times. Uh, Jen, do you think the uniform stops girls participating? Absolutely, Karen. I mean, if you look... And I suppose the sort of formal uniforms, and I know some schools have, have the tracksuit for all of primary school. And that's really, general cop-on would tell us that that's where we should be. If we're going to have uniforms, they should be practical and they should be comfortable for kids, maybe even up through secondary school too. But certainly at primary school age, young, the idea of having them in a formal uniform is nonsense. But for girls who have to wear skirts and pinafores and they're wearing those pretty shoes as opposed to the runners that the boys might wear with their trousers, it is restrictive. And I mean, the study looks at the the, the types of activity, I suppose, that students are having. And it's not just about that active participation in sports. It's about that kind of general activity, you know, mm. the playing, the doing cartwheels and the climbing, all the sort of things that children might do on yard or on the way to school, even cycling. And if you have a skirt or a pinafore, it's much more cumbersome. And if you have if you have those kind of pretty shoes yeah. as opposed to runners. They're not designed for running around with, nor do the skirts or pinafores offer, offer protection in the yard if you fall over and cut your knee. And then if we look at the fact that we know puberty is, effect- is girls are reaching puberty earlier and they're having their periods earlier. And if they're in skirts and they're in pinafores and they're young and they're already trying to deal with this and cartwheeling and playing around, it just it's just not practical. It's not conducive to keeping our girls active. Now, as a parent, you can appreciate, though, the value in a uniform. You don't have to get different outfits ready every day. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there is definitely, and I know people have strong views about uniforms, about whether we should have them and whether they prevent individuality. And there's something in that, you know, the idea that we expect children to conform and to be the same. And But uniforms, I suppose, the formal ones, while they're great, brilliant, you know, the idea that we can just dress them the same, we maybe take away any worries that there might be about bullying for people who can't afford certain clothes and um, can't, can't maybe afford certain brands. The formal ones are pointless, like the idea of the shirts and the ties and the skirts and the pinafores. I cannot see the benefit there. They're also not very inclusive. For any child who has sensory difficulties, you know, having to wear the itchy jumper or the, the stiff collar on the shirt. And again, back to the skirt, back to the pinafore. That's not practical. Yeah. Moving towards a tracksuit or something comfortable and practical. I think you'd have more parents on board with that, even those who aren't particularly in favour of uniforms. Like I mentioned, Paula Juliet is the principal of Thornley Educate Together Primary School in Swords. Uh, Paula, you don't have a uniform in your school, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Um, educate Together, we don't have uniform, Kieran. And do you find, kind of in a general sense, that the kids have more freedom because of it? Um, there's a number of things now. Like, um, originally, I taught in Catholic schools and we all had uniforms and I thought going in here, oh gosh, is this going to be, like, create um, something of, like, parents not having to get clothes ready at night time and all that. But I actually love it and it's fabulous. In our school, it works really well because... Um, you see, when the kids are going out to the yard, the girls are saying, can we have the ball? We want to play football because they're not worried because they're running around playing football. And then we have some children with, um, a bit like Jen said, they have sensory needs. And one of them likes to have his hood up. And like if he's a uniform, he can't have that hood up where he's fine and nobody passes any remarks. But it's good for him to have the hood up. And we have another little girl who likes to climb. And again, if she was in a uniform... Like she won't be able to climb and do what she needs to do. 
And as I was saying to a researcher earlier, it, it's interesting to watch the evolution of personality and individuality through the children's clothes and their choice of clothes as they get mm. older up to school. Like that's a really interesting thing to watch because we're not all the same and we can't be. That's the Ireland of long ago where everyone had to conform. And these children probably conform better because they can be individual and they can go and play their sports in the yard. And, you know, they don't have to be standing overall shy because yeah. they're wearing dresses like it, as well as... Um, is, is, is there any sense too. of the and kind the of the boys and girls? There's not much yeah. difference between them now because they're all playing football together. You know. Is there any sense of kind of the fashion parade though, Paula? No, actually. Okay. You know, actually, very surprisingly, no. As they get the girls get older, maybe in sixth class, that might start to creep in. But we do have a dress code. Okay. You know, where it's it's um, what's suitable for school. It's not strict or anything like that, but it does say some things are a no-no like you know so if if the girls come in sixth class wearing like little things they shouldn't be wearing you just say like you know that's a dress code and it's actually fine because it protects us and it protects the parents and you only have to ring home and they're saying okay that's fine because you've signed up to this Yes. What's interesting in this study as well and, and the focus in some of the headlines has been about the uniform is actually that you know regardless of uniform very few kids are getting enough daily activity. You know, and I appreciate the point you make, mm-hmm. Paula, that in your school there's, there's lots of running around and playing of football. But it does seem to be an issue across the board, whether that's because of lifestyle these days, because of issues going on outside of school and a lack of activity there. I mean, kids don't spend all day every day in school, so it's not just a school thing. But um, mm-hmm. I think it was only, even at the upper end, it was only maybe 20% of kids getting the recommended amount of, of daily activity. Does that surprise you? Um, it doesn't really. I suppose it's the age of the screen, you know, and that's a whole other conversation that we won't get started on. And I think that's it. And a lot of the screens are used as, in inverted commas, parenting. You know, and the children are going home and they're going straight onto their screen. I think they get an awful lot of their activity actually in school, in whether it's the formal physical education lesson or it is the yard. Mm. And you know, I live in an estate where there's this fabulous big green and you very seldom see children out playing on it, which I think is kind of sad, you know. Yeah, I mean, Jen, do you see that a reduction in the the overall activity levels? Is it something that worries you? Absolutely, but I think it's probably a reflection of the times we live in, not just with Screen Spot and that is a huge part of it, but also when we think back to the olden days and we look back at the idea of us out playing on the greens and, you know, having fun with our friends out the front, which was where how most of us got the majority of our activity. Um, there, the, the big difference here is mum is not at home. Mum is not at home the same as she was back years ago, able to facilitate that. So there's very different situations. Obviously, women are back in the workforce. I'm not putting this, by the way, on women. This, this is a thing for for Goes off on uppity women, Jen, getting and going out to work. The cheek of them, this very cheek of them, myself included. <laughs> but the idea, the, the reality is that there isn't always a parent at home to facilitate that. Maybe children are in childcare. Maybe there's somebody in the house watching them. And they don't have the freedom to keep an eye on them outside and uh, mind them elsewhere. Maybe, maybe they're going on somewhere else. And we've also got into this habit of very structured activity for children, you know, enrolling them in sports, um, enrolling them in other activities too. And that really lends itself to 
being able to afford that, I suppose, for the parents who can afford it, it, it gives those children a little bit more opportunity mm. because maybe of longer working hours, longer expectations, homework, the dreaded homework. We'll, I mean, there's one thing that we could change to give kids the opportunity actually, to have Jen, a we, bit more we time actually today. don't. We have very little homework in our school. We, we call it home <laughs> learning. Yeah. Home learning is what we, and it's very, very, it's it's tiny. You know, and, it's I mean, tiny, the amount of... If we have more schools doing that, getting rid of homework, which obviously the research suggests that there is very little academic, but little to no mm-hmm. academic benefit in homework Completely. for primary school age children. So if we move towards that, but also recognise we are living in these different homes and we do need to get our kids more active. We, we need to get our kids more active. If the majority of it's happening in school or even on the way to school, if you're fortunate enough to live within walking distance or maybe a safe cycle route to school, perhaps there's the opportunity there. Not if you're on a, in a skirt yeah. or on a... Um, in a pinafore either that we have that difficulty but we do we know our kids aren't getting anywhere or near, near enough activity we know they're struggling with basic coordination and movement skills we know PE has had to go back to try and reflect that or to try and tackle that yeah. you know, from a young age This we are seeing the consequences of it but perhaps we're not taking it seriously enough no. and looking at prioritising that and getting Yeah but a lot of to the Educate Together schools Jen are actually built where people can walk to schools mm-hmm. that was that, uh, one of the ideas behind them you know and then also when they're going out and playing with their friends on the green as you say or somewhere which they don't get to do enough of now what's happening here is they're losing out on that social skill and they're losing yeah. losing out how to learn to negotiate an argument or you fall and hurt you that how to yeah it's, it's, right it's not it's not just about physical activity it's about so much more listen we're unfortunately out of time i mean i get the sense that something we could talk about right through until seven o'clock but thank you to paula juliet the principal of thorny educate together primary school in swords and jen hogan columnist uh, with the irish times uh, my kids school has a no uniform policy it's a joke much stricter than they make it out no brand, no clothes, no this, no that. It'd be much easier if they had a uniform, to be honest, says one uh, listener. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.